proactively reach out to the recipients of the payslips to reach out to the employees and understand, ask them about their the pension contributions that they're receiving. You know, do they understand where it's going? Do they understand the point of it? Do they appreciate what's happening with it? Because I think really it's about that if they can bring help the um, you know the staff and the employees sort of understand and 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 value the that line in the payslip and it's the first step to making a, a positive change. Welcome to the Payroll Podcast, the show that explores the latest insights and innovations in the world of payroll. I'm Nick Day, founder of JGA Recruitment, a specialist global payroll search firm. I'm also a qualified executive coach and a recognized Reward 300 member. And my goal for this show is clear is to bring you expert guests and payroll leaders who are driving this industry forward. From cutting edge technologies and trends to compliance, analytics, automation, leadership strategies, and more, we're gonna cover it all on this show to help you to deliver accurate and timely payrolls across your organizations. So let's join together in raising the strategic profile of payroll worldwide. Grab your coffee or your favorite beverage, and let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Payroll Podcast. My name is Nick Day, CEO at JGA Recruitment Group, and we're specialist payroll recruiters. And today I'm joined not by necessarily a payroll expert, but a pensions expert. I'm joined by Chris Eastwood, the co-founder and co-CEO of Penfold, the digital pension. But actually, the business is much more than that. And you're going to find out all about that business during the course of today's show, because Penfold of a Series A Digital Pensions Disruptor. They're a purpose-built pension platform that's helping UK businesses to secure their team's financial future. Now, Chris founded Penfold to bridge the gap and improve the lack of support that companies have in offering proper pension programs and financial literacy to their employees. They now have over 50,000 users and over 100 workplace clients, and they are certainly disrupting the pension space which is why I've asked Chris to join me today to share his expertise and more importantly, his vision with you all concerning why businesses should be caring about the experiences that their pension providers are currently delivering to the employees, thus shifting the perception of pensions as an irritating line on the payslip, and you'll be familiar with that as our audience here will very well know, to demonstrate an employer's commitment, I think, to the team's financial well-being. And we know that financial well-being and the employee experience has never been more centered than it is now around the payroll process. This is what's helped raise the profile of payroll by putting the employee front and center of the process. And pensions has a role to play in that. So let me introduce Chris to the show. Chris Eastwood, welcome to the Payroll Podcast. Let's, let's talk about uh, disrupting the world of pensions. How are you feeling today? Thanks, Nick. Thanks for the, uh, for the excellent introduction. I'm feeling very well, very excited to be here to chat with you today. Fantastic. My first question um, is the same for every guest, whether you're in payroll or not in this instance, and this is that, what does the word payroll mean to you? Well, as you say, it's uh, probably a slightly different answer than you usually get um, on this sure. podcast, but payroll to me means pensions. Um, you know, thanks to auto-enrollment, the majority of people in full-time employment in this country now have an extra line on their payslip around pension contributions. And it's our goal to, to bring this to life, to, to help people understand, appreciate and engage with their pension and ultimately help them get on track with, with saving enough for later life. You know, your, your workplace pension is usually 
your first touch point, um, the first touch point people have with the world of pensions. Um, and such an opportunity, which we believe is being missed at the moment, to help change outcomes for everyday people by revitalizing this underappreciated benefit. Sure. And actually, for many, it's the first touch point they have even in the world of savings, right? People don't even consider savings until they suddenly you know, want to know more about what this pensions piece is or they've been enrolled without necessarily even knowing they were going to be. And suddenly they're saving for pension they didn't even know they were necessarily prepared for. Now, I know a little bit about your background story through my research, Chris. However, to enlighten our listeners, I wonder if you could bring up to speed on why you're so passionate about pensions, your background, and why, I guess, in particular, you're on a mission to enable everyone to save towards what you'd call a worry-free retirement. I, um, my history of pensions, I suppose, goes back to my first job, which was at Deloitte, uh, Deloitte where I was training to be an accountant. Um, so this was after a, a degree in maths. So you might say I'm a bit of a numbers geek. Um, and I was reading an interesting article around compound interest, which had a an example that was really, really compelling um, to me at the time, where, um, which I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll give that example now, where if you save a certain amount of money each month from the age of 20 to 30 for 10 years, you might end up with more at retirement at age 70 than if you save that same amount of money for 40 years from 30 to 70. And so saving four times as much gets you the same end result if you start a bit later. And so, you know, after checking the maths, obviously, um, I, I just found that really compelling. And that led me to be that annoying person that that went to nag all of their friends to start saving into a pension um, as much as they feel comfortable with from, from an early point as possible. But I think at the same time, I saw how quite how difficult all the different pension platforms out there were to use, um, the ones that I had used, the ones that my friends were using, and how every interaction, unfortunately, with those pension companies and pension providers had leads to some sort of frustration. So difficult to log in or open a pension, difficult to uh, understand how much is being paid in, how much they should be paying in, choose where that money's invested, move that pension from one provider to another when you move jobs, the list goes on. And I think, you know, customer support, trying to trying to get through to someone when you don't understand something, all of that stuff is is difficult with 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 an industry that unfortunately hasn't quite kept up with the progress of technology over the last 10, 20 years. So you know, those two examples really summarize for me the kind of the big problem that we have in the pension savings market, where number one, people don't understand the powerful benefits of saving for later life through compound interest, yes, or the, the tax relief that's available. Um, so this sort of lack of education and lack of understanding on one half. And on the other half, this it's incredibly frustrating and painful to deal with pension companies, which means that people put off doing it until it's too late. So those two problems lead to this big societal issue that ultimately people aren't saving anywhere near enough to be able to support themselves when they want to stop work. Um, according to the Pension and Lifetime Savings Association, the PLSA, 79% of the UK population is not on track for a comfortable retirement. Um, Department for Work and Pensions also has a stat that 62% of people over 40 expect to work well into their sort of beyond their retirement age. Um, and look, that's that's a, that's a problem that we want to solve. Um, so, you know, after moving through a couple more jobs in my career and, and seeing this problem for a few more years, went for a beer with um, 
an ex-colleague of mine from Deloitte and got talking about pensions where, you know, he, um, Pete Hyken, had set up the workplace pension at his employer and seen quite how difficult that was as an employer to set it up. But more importantly, how little any of the staff really engaged with that benefit um, and consequently the the bad financial decisions that they ended up making. Um, and we we could see a better way in our minds to use modern technology to to help educate people and help people understand the pensions, but also make all of those touch points with the pension much, much easier and remove all that frustration and thereby help people really engage with their pensions. So um, after a after that evening, we sent an email to each other the next day saying, you know what, we should do this thing and uh, and jumped in to try and save the world of pensions. Here we are. Fantastic. There's a couple of things that uh, ring true for me listening to that response. First is around the world of pensions education. I mean, I I get I know as a business owner, here, I get very little literature through to me. And I, I you have to go and find the information. It's very rare that you see something coming to you that, that explains anything around the world of pensions, which I think is surprising. So clearly there's a gap there that, that and more needs to be done around um pensions education from the government or whoever the powers may be but i I don't know the stats you may know it but you were talking you mentioned there about the difficulty in in moving a pension now i work in the world of recruitment so i know firsthand how often people change jobs and the complexities around trying to locate a pension or shift a pension and if if my understanding is correct there's a significant sum i won't even pretend to know the numbers of pensions that actually exist that people can't even find or access that I just sat there waiting for people to sort of claim they started saving. They've lost track of who it was with. They've moved on to another provider and almost have to start again. So that also tells me that there's a there's a real issue here because people are trying to save and sometimes lose the money that they've they've even started saving. I don't know if you know the numbers around that. Twenty billion pounds, and I think it's Ooh, which okay. is a shocking number. And actually, I think has increased now. I saw a stat recently; it may even be twenty eight billion pounds um, pension pots that have, as you say, the the, the the details have been lost because the platforms are hard to use. The, pa- the paperwork is um, is is either lost or impenetrable, and so people move three or four jobs throughout their career. And there's a couple pension parts sitting there from five or ten years ago that that um, that are forgotten about. And so that's a huge amount of money. You know, you put that in the context of cost of living crisis and everything um, this day and age. So it's you know it's 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 a, it's a huge problem, and I think it, it's it leads to this, it stems from this thing that people don't, sometimes people don't view this pension as their own money. And that's that's entirely due to this sort of um, opaqueness of the industry and the lack of visibility of pensions, um, purely through, you know, it, it being a number on a piece of paper you get once a year. Um, people don't associate it with, this is a savings pot for you that you own, just like any other. Um, and so, you know, I'm sure people wouldn't be leaving ISA balances lying around and, and losing no. quite as much as they do with the pensions, but unfortunately it happens. I mean, 28 billion. Wow, that's a, that's a significant sum. So look, if we link this to the world of payroll, uh, which is something that I'm fully immersed in and understand, we, we see the world of payroll evolve pretty quickly. It adapts to change pretty quickly. It's At the moment, we've seen technology companies in particular from Silicon Valley and beyond suddenly see this, the payroll space as something that that should be invested in. It's ripe for transformation. It's ripe for automation. It's ripe for innovation. Right? And we're seeing the, mar- the, the payroll industry move very quickly recently, particularly post-pandemic. And we've seen new career pathways open up and people have to update their skills and so on and so forth. However, and I, you know, my experience is limited, so please bring me up to speed. But from what I've experienced so far and in, in what I've seen in the market, I haven't seen the same level of innovation 
development, advancement, evolution even in the world of pensions. I feel like pensions is almost falling further and further behind. We're still living in the chit chat of, you know, auto enrollment being a relatively new thing, which of course it isn't anymore because there's a lack of understanding. So, I mean, maybe I'm incorrect. It's not an industry I'm as immersed in as I am in the world of payroll, but I wonder if you could, if if my assumption is correct and, and if it is, why it is being left further and further behind. Yeah, your assumption is is bang on. And I think this this stems to the, this is the, the, the point I was making around, you know, the, the frustration, frustrating user experience around pensions is that pension, the world of pensions has been underinvested from a technology point of view um, for, for a long time. And I think auto-enrollment when it came in was a fantastic piece of legislation that has got so many more people saving into a pension. Um, but really, you know, the, 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 the providers that, that launched at that time were helping businesses comply with their with the with the new regulations that were coming in so um really it was it was all about getting the staging dates right making sure that the contribution levels were okay making sure that all the, these new obligations that an employer had to satisfy were being were being satisfied so it was compliance um, led from a business not, not employee savings well-being led and that's the and that's the missed opportunity and i think because there was such a, a boom in the number of um companies that were launching a pension scheme due to auto enrollment, there was a lot of business and a lot of work that had to be done to keep up with that scale of growth from an employer compliance perspective. So that next wave of investing in the technology to improve the end user engagement hasn't hasn't yet happened. And quite frankly, the the solutions that were built when auto enrollment came in are now quite old. And um, modern technology has the opportunity to make that experience even better for payroll professionals and employers. Yeah, that makes sense. I also, again, only for my, my limited level of understanding and reading, but I understand even for those that have enrolled in sort of enrollment, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're saving anywhere near enough for their financial future. So to a certain degree, they either need to do something else what makes the whole impact relatively redundant if it's not going to give you enough to secure your future anyway. So I'd, I'd love to, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? It's been successful in the sense that people have more pensions, but if it's not going to give you the vehicle to survive well enough in retirement, what's the what's the point? It would be my question. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I, I wouldn't dispute, I, I think it's been a fantastic thing, as I say, getting people started and raising the, raising awareness around pensions, but you're absolutely right. 8% isn't enough for most people. Um, and the problem is that now, because that's a mandated level, people view that as the the an appropriate level. And so people think, well, government says eight yeah, percent, therefore we'll save eight percent and I'll be fine. I trust and, them. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, and so more needs to be done. Um, more needs to be done through education, um, potentially through policy. Um, you know, the other problem is that that what came with that eight percent is a it doesn't always apply to people's total salary as well. So qualifying earnings is only a chunk of people's salary if it's above it's above 45k. And so you might end up being saving less than eight percent on salary when, arguably, you know, you need to be up the sort of the twelve or even fifteen percent of your of your earnings level to be to be saving enough to, to generate a sufficient income in retirement. So, yeah, it's a bit of a double-edged sword. It's definitely started the, it's created some momentum with pension savings and a raised awareness, but it doesn't go far enough. And and that's where we think pension providers can then can do more um, in educating and helping people both employers and employees understand sure. what what would be best for their staff. 
Well, let's let's focus on that employer section then, because I am an yeah. employer myself. Right? I'm in a small company, 28 employees. Okay, so we're but we're growing, and there'll be other companies, I'm sure, and other entrepreneurs and, and and business owners that be listening to this that will be able to understand where I'm coming from here. I would say that the pensions are actually one of the most expensive benefits you can offer your employees. So, what I don't want to do necessarily is offer a benefit if it's not working for them then it's not working for me either. So it doesn't seem like something, you know, it, it, there needs some, to be some overhaul of education here because I potentially am offering a benefit that a, is expensive to my business to, to to operate and to run. And if it's not going to be giving them what they need, then what should I be thinking about as an alternative? What's what's the what's the solution? You're, you're, you're spot on that the pension is the most expensive benefit. Um, and, you know, we think is a massive missed opportunity for employers. Um you know, our, we've we ran some research recently with a wide range of SMEs and their staff, um, and that research showed that ninety percent of employees are influenced to stay in their role by the quality of their pension package, um, wow. which ranked ahead of every other benefit and well ahead of other benefits that tend to get more emphasis around socials, gym memberships, travel assistance, etc. Um, I do know that as a, as a recruiter, sorry to interrupt, there's just something that resonated there. As a recruiter, we um, used to have a lot of positions, particularly in the public sector, where they the, the salary would be low, but they'd offer final salary pensions. And they were like, you know, I'm not giving, I'm not leaving this job or I want the, either I want the job because of that reason. Or I'm not leaving the job because of my final salary, but they, they barely exist anymore. Um, but I think yeah. that was when, for me, um, going back probably five years plus, I remember that being a real pivotal element to someone's decision to either remain in employment or go to to into the public sector for that perk, which, of course, they've pretty much been eradicated now, so we don't deal with them as much. But I do remember then the power of pensions being a much more um, a much larger consideration for people when those kind of pensions existed. Yeah. And, and as you say, those those types of pensions don't generally exist anymore. But there is there is so much more that an employer can do with their defined contribution style pension scheme, which is what what, what, what most schemes are today, um, to turn it into more of a retention tool for their staff than just an expensive cost line on, um, yeah. for, on their P&L. Um, and you, so there's a few things to for employers to think about. Number one is contribution levels. Um, do you match? Do you, you know, at the moment, most, most businesses just do the 8%, 3% employer, 5% employees. But as we talked about, 8% isn't enough for the employees. So can you encourage your staff to pay more by matching from the company and, and bringing that up to to a to higher, you know, a 12% with a six and six matching? Obviously, that's difficult for companies, um, particularly in a recessionary environment to pile cost onto their PL, but um, it's something to consider. Similarly, qualifying versus total but total salary. Qualifying earnings means people are paying much less than the 8%. Um, the best employers are offering pensionable earnings as total salary rather than qualifying. Um, are you making the most of tax breaks that are available? So um, salary sacrifice is the big one. And um, this is you know, a way for employers and employees to save national insurance um, through the way that they get their contributions into the pension scheme. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of businesses don't, don't make the most of the of these, um, these tax breaks that are available to them that might save them £300 per employee per year and save the employee another couple hundred pounds themselves. Mm. So there's a lot they can do around the contributions levels of the pension before you even start thinking about, you know, the the quality around the engagement and education. But and then when you get into that, it's, you know, does the platform, does the does the pension provider that you use 
provide visibility to your staff. You know, you are paying this money every month into this pension. There's, you know, you're getting no value from that if it's going into some black box that's never looked at. But if the staff member sees a notification on their phone with your company logo attached to it saying X amount yeah. of pounds has just landed in your pension, brings it to life, builds that sort of loyalty. Um, you know, and the list goes on. Does the pension provider help you track down and combine the pensions from your old job? Does it contextualize your savings and help them decide how much is right for you and what your goals are? Do you know where the money's invested? Can you, how do you have the flexibility to choose how it's invested in a way that generates a return in line with your values, et cetera, et cetera. And, and this is what, you know, companies, given that they're already spending this money, um, why not get more value out of it by switching to a sort of a more modern modern platform that, that ultimately helps helps the staff um, and helps improve their financial well-being, which is, we know, such a huge consideration for people. Have you ever asked yourself, how can I recruit payroll staff effectively? Please don't give up on your recruitment project just yet. Here at JGA Payroll Recruitment, we appreciate the difficulties associated with attracting, recruiting and retaining top payroll talent. We also understand just how costly a poor payroll hire can be. JGA Recruitment are a niche payroll recruitment agency who will partner with you to resource payroll candidates who will improve both the accuracy and efficiency of your payroll department. Contact us today on 01727 800 377 or visit jgarecruitment.com to find out more. Yeah, and I think what I like about that response and just sort of linking this to the world of payroll as well is employees are looking for more transparency now. Right? And it can, yeah. I know from a recruitment side, it can be the difference between one employer and another where they decide to go. Does this employer give me the full transparency I need um, if I want to know where my money's going? Whether it's, you know, understanding a pay slip through interactive pay slipping and, and things like that, or whether it's understanding where my savings are going or my pensions are going. I think this is all where it brings brings it together for the payroll professional here, because this is an opportunity for payroll professionals who are administering pensions or, or, or are documenting pension as information on a pay slip. We can help employees to understand where their money goes better. Um, we can help them to save then for a brighter financial future. Um, and this all kind of comes together. I know certainly as an employer at the moment, we don't have that facility for my own employees. It's something that we need to consider. I know that they would, it's something I'm sure they would, it's going to add to their lives, not take away for sure. And I think something that also resonates, I didn't know about the level of savings, but if you add up the 200 per employee, 300 per business, 500 pound per person, in my business alone with 28 employees, that's a 14,000 pound you know, disappearing somewhere that, that it could be added back to the to the employee employer. If you put that on a scale for some of the companies that, you know, payrolling thousand, ten thousand or whatever employees, suddenly we're looking at some significant numbers. So I think this is an area that clearly need looking at. So with that in mind, tell us a little bit more about your platform. It's purpose built. Um it's we understand it's disrupting the pensions landscape. You've got, you know, many, many thousands of users and, and, and clients already on board. Um, tell us a little bit more about what the platform offers and, and how people can get involved. Fantastic. So, um, look, Penfold is a modern digital pension platform that helps cu customers um, on track, get on track with saving enough for later life. And really, we're super focused on that, on solving those two problems I mentioned earlier around lack of understanding and painful user experience. So we use technology to remove all the friction from all those elements of pension saving, whether it's paying in, transferring, investing, 
um, understanding where your money's invested, engaging with the companies that your pension money is invested in even, and voting on their company AGMs, all of this stuff that, that brings that sort of, that money that's being saved to life and helps people keep their pension savings sort of front and center, um, helping people understand the benefits um, through our education programs um, and our training sessions of starting to save from an early point and the tax breaks that are available. So really from the start of, of Penfold's journey, we've really focused in on that on that end customer. Um, we started off life as a pension um, for the self-employed, um, funnily enough, so not, not touching the world of payroll at all initially, um, because we really wanted to focus on that end user experience, first of all, but also the self-employed was where the problem of not saving enough was at its worst at the time. Um, 5 million self-employed and only 14% saving for later life. But pretty soon um, we moved on to the next challenge, which is the workplace where, as I say, first most people first get their their, their pension for the first time and, and really is the sort of engine room for pension savings. So we took that end user experience that we know was helping people um, understand their pensions, helping them save more, getting them engaged and coming back to the platform multiple times a month to really understand how they're doing and took that to, to businesses. So for small, medium-sized businesses principally um, who have been using platforms that they're not getting the most out of um, for a few years since auto enrollment and helping them switch to a more modern scheme that that provides a better result for their employees, but also is easier for them. And I, particularly this is, this point is probably interesting for your um for your um, listeners around you know the the administrative side of pensions for the employers and their um, payroll teams and payroll professionals. Um, so there is a pain point um for getting payroll pension data, pension contribution data from payroll into pension providers. Um, and that's, again, what we are solving with technology. So um, creating a way to you know, drag and drop the a wide variety of formats that are spat out by whatever payroll software, software you're using um, and you know read those and accept those straight away onto our platform and not force payroll professionals to um, you know, manipulate data in a manual way building direct integrations with the payroll software themselves um, for a zero click solution. You know, you, you mentioned using the payslip as an opportunity to engage um, sort of the, the, the end user. Well, you know, we're, we're speaking to a partner at the moment where you can literally link straight from their payslip to the, to the pension platform itself to see where that money is going. So lots and lots of opportunity now that we are focused on that sort of um, delivering our pension to the workplace market. Um, that's, uh, we think can 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 improve outcomes for 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 the whole ecosystem. And so, in terms of how people can get involved, if you want to sign up as a, as an individual user, you can do that on our website. But mostly, um, get in touch. Go to our website at getpenfold.com um, and uh, can book a session with one of our team who can explain, help you look at the your own pension scheme um, and how it compares to others in the market and how Penfold might help. Um, or if you're a payroll professional and you work with multiple clients, how we can help make your life easier with our technology and and therefore improve the experience for your clients as well. Yeah, no, fantastic. And actually, something, <laughs> I don't know if I should admit this to you because I feel a bit embarrassed, but as the self-employed piece, I mean, as a, a business owner, I don't have a pension. Right? I opted out of all enrollment and I've, I've just decided to invest elsewhere because I have no faith in the system. Maybe I'll come back now and need to check out your platform and see if it'll work for me. But um, for those that are listening, I mean, at the moment, 
how many of your key um, clients, if you like, in terms of the, the, on a corporate level, those that are making changes, uh, who would be the, the, the key stakeholders you would work with? Would it be an, an HR leader that's driving this change or, would, or are you dealing with payroll managers that are actually, they want to have more transparency in the process. They want to make it simple, want to simplify the process. Perhaps they have pensions under their remit or they work very closely with pensions. It, are you dealing with payroll managers that are responsible for driving this change? And the reason I ask that question is not just because it's a payroll audience, but, but also because one thing that's changed post-pandemic is the role of the payroll professional in particular has become a lot more strategic. You know, as things are automated, they've got more time now potentially to look at other areas of, of, of their remit, whether it's reward or whether it's pensions or whatever, and go, how else can we improve the employee experience? So are you finding that actually for clients that come to you to what interest in the product, interest in making that change, are they often payroll management professionals that are leading that implementation, that are leading that shift? So typically the size of clients that we're speaking with are uh, around this 50 to 500 employees, maybe up to a thousand employees. And the, the change is led usually by a head of people that's looking to improve their benefits package. But pretty soon the conversation moves to the payroll um, team, whether that's internal or outsourced. Um, because, you know, obviously the value for the end customer is, is the main thing that we're trying to, or to the employees is the main thing that we're delivering. But there's a lot, lot of help that we deliver to those who are administering the, the pension by making their jobs easier um, through our technology and, and providing sort of responsive account management, people on the end of the phone um, to help resolve issues, help resolve changes in the payroll system when setting up things like salary sacrifice. So there's a lot, of, a lot that we do that makes the payroll departments and, and or payroll professionals on an outsourced basis that makes their jobs easier. So I think it, where, where, where it might not be the, the principal sort of way in to, to, to companies, it's certainly a key factor in businesses that are switching to us. Um, I think as we go and reach um, larger and larger employers, we'll start to see what you've just described, where um, it's being led by the, the payroll, payroll teams themselves who have more of that strategic role. Yeah, that's good to know. I think I can see this why this would be appealing for payroll professionals to, to to get involved, and maybe they can be the first champions of that change. Um, you know, we know that the UK at the moment is living through a bit of a, a silent savings crisis. I think you mentioned is it seventy nine percent are not on track for comfortable retirement. There's of, well, imagine pretty soon probably the retirement age is going to go up in the UK as well, which you know in a one way is good because it gives them more time to save for their retirement potentially, but it's another consideration to think about. But interesting, when I look at your website prior to this uh, this court, this interview, and I was doing my research, you seem to have a very um, optimistic view on on the savings um, space. And you said, you know, we we are preparing for what is a very bright future at Penfold. So, where does that optimism come from? Is this because you're hoping everyone's going to come to the platform, or is is it is it broader than that? I think the optimism comes from what we've learned from a very early point in Penfold. In fact before Penfold, when I was boring my friends with compound interest examples, is that when you empower people with understanding and you make things easier for people, you change their behavior, you help them. Obviously, you know, times are difficult and, and money is tight at the moment. Um, but I think when, when people have the context around pension savings, um, they tend to make a change. And so, you know, that's, that's where our optimism comes from, is where you know, we see a brighter future in that when you empower the general public with enough understanding around pensions and, and how important it is that they personally take action to, to improve their, their well-being in later life, um, we do see that change. So we see our customers generally 
um, you know, forecasted to be better, um, better equipped at retirement than the general public. And I think that's seeing that seeing that change and that impact that we've had allows us to think that if we can reach more and more customers with the product, then we can actually make a difference in society. So I suppose that's the op, the op where our optimism yeah, nice. is based on. It works for me. So the last question before we open the vault for me would be knowing everything you know about pensions, maybe taking it away from, from your uh, particular platform for a moment and knowing the complexity around it and the lack of education, the lack of uh, information that's published in terms of what it's all about. Is there anything uh, further advice you could give to the payroll professionals listening to this show who perhaps are responsible for processing pensions uh, within their payroll operation at the moment that could help them improve the employee experience? Um. Sorry, I was just take, taking a second to to think about that answer. Sorry. That's right. Um, sorry, I'm having a bit of a bit of a mental block. That's all right. I can rephrase the question if you like. I can ask about any practical steps people can take away from today's episode that will help them improve the pensions experience. Would that be easier? Yeah. I guess what I'm angling at here is a. I want to send it back to the world of payroll and give them yeah. an actual step. But b. If there's a communication breakdown, is that something that payroll can take on themselves and say, you know what, the first thing we could do is is work on an education piece you know actually inform our employees take a more holistic yeah. approach to it rather than being responsive and operational and administering actually we can be proactive yeah. and we can inform and educate that's probably what i was thinking about in in, in terms of the way yeah. the question was placed. makes sense shall i just dive in or do you want to ask it again? Uh, so i'll ask the question again then it's easier for the editing so Chris, last question before we open the vault. What can health professionals do? Maybe there's an action they can take immediately after listening to this show if they're responsible for pensions under their, their payroll remit at the moment and they want to make the experience better for their employees. Uh, maybe it's a response that's not related to your platform necessarily, but just the world of pensions that, that can improve the overall employee experience. Is there anything you can, you can suggest? Yeah, I think step one really is to proactively reach out to to the recipients of the payslips to reach out to the employees and understand um, and ask them about their, you know, the, the, the pension contributions that they're receiving. You know, do they do they understand where it's going? Do they understand the point of it? Do they appreciate what's happening with it? Because I think really it's about that if they can bring help the um, you know the staff and the employees sort of understand and 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 value the that that line in the payslip and it's the first step to making a, a positive change. Um, and it's the first step to starting a conversation. So, you know, it might, it might come back from employees that, yes, I, that money appears in my payslip, but and then I, I don't know how to see it and I don't know where it goes. And so that will be the first indication that maybe a change needs to happen, but payroll professionals can then feed back to the rest of the organization around there being a missed opportunity here around some value that's, that's sort of disappearing. So, I would say step one is is talk, reach out, um, take a straw poll of of, um, of staff to see see their attitude towards their um, the pension contributions and you know and how they how they're feeling about their their current platform that they use um, and uh, keep an open mind as to what could be possible out there. Sure, and I like that. It links to the as uh, it links to the strategic importance of payroll, right? Not just being reactive and administrative, but actually. Uh, being proactive and looking at data and, and understanding you know where, where it's working or it isn't and, and, and informing them with new education um i should mention actually your website which i know you mentioned a moment ago which is getpenfold.com there's some brilliant resources there for people that want to find out more about pensions education so even if you're not going to the platform you want to take advantage of some really good uh, resources that, that that talk about pensions in 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 terms that we can all understand which you may want to use to then 
communicate to your own employees within your payroll operation, uh, do have a look at that website and check those out. So we're going to open uh, the vault. Uh, three short, sharp questions for you, Chris. First question is this. One piece of advice you would give to someone working in payroll right now? I would say I would have a look at the new providers coming into the market. We're speaking with a load of um, really interesting cloud-based payroll providers um, who are very forward-thinking in how um, the, the payroll process can be run and how particularly how to use payroll and, and payslips to, to engage with the end customer. And so um, have a look at what's out there in the market and, and, and see if you can take anything from, from what some of those new entrants are doing back to your, your organization. Fantastic. Question number two, I'll, I'll add the word pensions into this one for you. If you had the power of foresight and you could change the entire payroll and or pensions industry with one action or improvement, what would that action or improvement be? Be a standardized um, file format for getting payroll data, pension contribution data from payroll into, into pensions. And this was tried with PAPDIS. PAPDIS um, wasn't really adopted by um, pension platforms, unfortunately, by the majority of them. And so we're still in, stuck in this space where there are multiple different file formats and multiple different variations that make the payroll to pension process a bit of a nightmare. So solving that problem, which is something we're trying to do with our platform, by the way, um, or having a standardized layer that, that, that gets that data from one platform to another without causing lots of headache for, for professionals, that, that would make a huge difference. Nice, nice. And last but not least, a little bit of fun uh, just for listeners here. If pensions, let me make it pen. If pensions were a song or a movie, what would it be and why? What is um, what is uh, outdated and Jurassic Park? <laughs> Jurassic Park. There you go. Pensions Bosh. industry knocked it out of the park. Perfect. Well, look, thank you for joining me today on the Pearl Podcast. Of course, for those interested in finding out more about your platform, uh, or if you want access to the resources or want to contact Chris, do go to getpenfold.com. There will be a link directly in the show notes that you can, you can access, take you straight to the website. Um, I will also put, uh, with Chris's uh, permission, his uh, LinkedIn profile in the show notes. So if people want to connect with Chris to find out more directly or to ask any questions related to today's content, uh, check out Chris's LinkedIn profile and you can connect with him direct. And of course, if you are a payroll leader listening to this show and you need support with a payroll and or pensions related vacancy, then do get in touch with either myself or any of my wonderful team here at JJ Recruitment. A link will be in the show notes. You can find us at jgarecruitment.com. Just leads me to say a huge thank you, Chris Eastwood, for joining me today on the Payroll Podcast. It's been a fascinating tour into the world of pensions and let's let's modernize pensions. Let's modernize payroll. Let's evolve with the times. Let's make it all about the user experience. And uh, hopefully we'll all have enough savings ready for our future retirements. Thanks, Chris. Thanks very much, Nick. Really appreciate it. That's all for this episode of the Payroll Podcast. I hope you enjoyed our discussion today and gained valuable insights and inspiration to advance your payroll career or your payroll operation. If you haven't already, please, please do subscribe to the show so you never miss a future episode. And if you found this podcast helpful, please take a moment to leave us a little review on your preferred podcast platform. It's your feedback that really helps me to improve the show and, of course, attract new listeners so we can continue to raise the profile of the payroll industry for all. Finally, if you know anyone who could benefit from this payroll podcast, please do share it with them. Let's spread the word and build a vibrant community of payroll professionals worldwide. Thank you, of course, for listening. My name is Nick Day. Please do look me up on LinkedIn and send me a connection request. In the meantime, I look forward to being with you again on the next episode of the Payroll Podcast real soon.